Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zaynerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. The nature of God and Jesus came to seek and save those which are lost. And so in each and every one of us who are spirit-filled, born again, there's a desire there to win the lost. And it's my job as an evangelist to throw some gasoline on that desire so it becomes greater and greater so we can finish the work that Jesus promised. He said, at the end, once the gospel is preached in the ends of the earth, then the end will come. And we're contending to get to that point where the whole world hears the gospel. And this series is all about equipping the everyday ordinary believer to do extraordinary things with God. Today is part five. And I want to talk about the subject of understanding the hour we live in. Understanding the hour that we live in. Now the Bible refers to the hour that we live in now as the last days, the end times, the end of the age. Any of those, if you've ever heard those before, they are all correct. We're living in the final days, the last days. I believe, personal opinion, that we are living in the final moments of time, like the last of the last days, like even down to maybe the last hour of time. Because we've seen different uh, things begin to take place that Jesus pr- talked about. And he said that these things would, would take place. The Bible calls them the signs of the times. And so today I want you to open up your heart and allow God to open the eyes of your understanding to grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation, the knowledge of the times that we're living in. The more you understand the time that we live in, the more you'll have an urgency for eternity. When you're traveling, before I even give the scripture, when you're traveling, you are headed towards, let's say, New York City, because I live an hour and a half, two hours from New York City. The closer I get to New York City, there's different signs. One sign says 100 miles to New York City, then it goes to 75, 50. The closer I get, there's, uh, there's signs for exits to get to New York City. The closer and closer I get to the city, the more frequent I see the signs. Well, the closer and closer we get to the end of the age, the closer we get to the return of Jesus Christ, the signs of the times will increase. The Bible talks about how these would be like birth pains. The closer it is to the time of labor, the more the birth pains, the contractions begin to happen until it's just so frequent that then the the woman gives birth. And so we're getting... So, so close because the signs of the times are increasing. I want to read this passage to you from Matthew 24, starting in verse 3. The Bible says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, that's Jesus, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. I want to pause right there. Take heed that no one deceives you. One of the signs that we're seeing in these end times is deception like we've never seen before. People are lying about everything. They are deceiving people. You know, there's all there's obvi- the obvious deception into false religions, false beliefs. But then you have even down to just everyday life. Uh, deception on things that are good for you, things that are bad for you, Um, deception on people's identity, their gender, all this different crazy stuff. It's all deception. And Jesus said this, take heed that no one deceives you. One of the signs of the times is great deception. 
But Jesus said, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you and lead you into all truth. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the spirit of truth. And he will help you and lead you and guide you into what is the truth, if you allow him to. That's number one of the signs of the times. I'm going to continue reading verse 5. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. You know, hey, I remember standing in New York City, talking about New York. I remember standing in New York City this March 2022. And as I was standing in New York City, there was a, we, it was before the news broke out with Russia and Ukraine. And the, the day after we get there, we're there for one day. The next day, it's, it's like major, major news at this point. And uh, it's starting to form a, a protest in Times Square. And people are coming into Times Square in the wars and rumors of wars. And is America going to get involved in all these different things? Is it going to be World War III and all this stuff? Literally, this prophecy is being fulfilled that you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And the Bible says, see that you're not troubled. You know, many people were troubled. They were fearful. They were nervous. What's going to happen? Nuclear bombs, all this stuff. This is what Jesus is talking about. And as you can see, over the last 100 years in America, the wars and rumors of wars have only increased and not only increased, but intensified over the years. These are signs of the times and they're happening more frequently. What does that tell us? That tells us that Jesus is coming soon. Jesus goes on to say, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. You know, you can't turn on the news without them telling you about one of these three things taking place. Before 2020, it was like earthquakes were happening everywhere. Tsunamis, earthquakes, destruction, uh, Haiti. Then you had places in India, Nepal. I mean, different places. America, uh, California. Earthquakes were just... They're coming more frequently, more and more and more and more. That's a sign of the times. And then we heard of recently the pestilence that plagued the world, uh, COVID, all that stuff. That's the what the Bible says these things will happen. And they will happen more frequently. And then famines. You know, there's places in uh, South America right now, they're in famines. In Africa, there's famines taking place. We haven't seen that here in America, but... In most places of the world, they've seen famines. They've seen a lack of food, drought, stuff like that. And uh, these are all signs of the times. Jesus even said in verse 8, All these are the beginning of sorrows. That word sorrows means birth pangs. It means the, the, the contractions before something gives birth. And we're living in the final moments of time. These are all the signs that are coming, uh, that are showing us that Jesus is coming. That should put an urgency in your spirit. That there's many people who don't know that Jesus loves them, that he died for them, that he, he died for their sins, and that they're not ready for the return of Jesus. They're not ready for eternity. And when I was in New York City, that, etern that urgency for eternity hit my spirit when I saw these things taking place. And I know that's God telling me the end is coming. And I want to put that in your spirit today. The end is coming very, very soon, but we have enough time to do something about it. We have enough time to tell others that, that, that Jesus is coming. These are the beginning of sorrows, but the end is not yet. Verse 9 in Matthew 24, I'm just kind of dissecting it as we go. The Bible says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, 
and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Wow. We haven't, I mean, mo some countries like China, places like that, uh, some of the um, Islamic nations, they actually kill Christians. That's happening today. We haven't seen that in America, but we have seen people in America delivered to prison. We've seen pastors arrested in America. Guys, when you start seeing these things, it's not a time to say, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want in my life and then I'll get right with God. You better get right with God right now and stay right with God because these things are increasing and they're arresting pastors in America. Do you think that's the last time a pastor gets arrested in America or Canada or on this side of the globe? You better believe it's not. You better believe that, that these things are going to increase. You'll be hated by all nations even to the point of some will be killed. Guys, it's time to get serious, not only for ourselves, but for those around us. People need to know the gospel, and we have to understand the hour that we're living in. This is part of the signs. Verse 10, and then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Wow. I, I don't think we've ever lived in a time, I could be wrong, but I don't think so, where there is the most offended people on the planet. And you know what? There's a great book called The Bait of Satan by John Brevere. You should read that. The bait of Satan is offense. Offenses are coming. Jesus said you, offenses are coming. Maybe I've already said something and you've been offended. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I didn't mean to offend you. I'm just giving you the word of God. See, the word of God comes and it's a stumbling block to some. It's an offense to some. Why? Because it's convicting them of their life, of their sin. And this is why some people say no when you present the gospel to them because they get offended on the fact that they're sinners. They don't want to give up their sin, and so they get offended and they get upset. See, an offense, many offended is a sign of the last days. Many offended are a sign that Jesus is coming. You know, back in 1950s, most of America was like pro-God. They wanted God. You know, you see the tent meetings. They were packed out. Yes, God is moving in places in America, and I believe it for another great spiritual awakening. But it's, it's not the same climate in 2022 as it was in 1950. We have a work to do, but we have to understand that when people are upset, when we present the gospel, because you're going to have people who deny when you go out and you start sharing your faith, don't get upset. It's a sign of the time. They're offended, at, not at you, but on the fact that they need to get right with God, and they're choosing not to. So don't get upset with that. Jesus goes on to say, after many will be offended, many will betray one another, and they will hate one another. Man, you see betrayal. People who used to be loyal are now turning other people in. I mean, when it was uh, the whole height of 2020, most of the people who were turning in the, the churches were other churches, other pastors, other brothers and sisters in Christ. They were betraying one another. That's a sign of the times. That's a sign that, that we need to get right. And then obviously hate one another. We're seeing that in America. Republicans hate Democrats and vice versa. This should not be the case. But these are signs of the times. Verse 11, that many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. We're seeing that. Just turn, go on Facebook right now. Scroll up. You'll find some crazy prophet saying some nonsense. Deceiving people. People are listening to him. You got to be careful of that. Verse 12, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. This one you got to be careful because the Bible says a sign of the last days is the love of many will grow cold because of what? Lawlessness will abound. 
you know, we're seeing, or at least we haven't recently at the time of this podcast, but prior, people rioting in the streets. There, There's no respect for law and order. There's no respect for the law, period. Lawlessness is abounding. And if you're not careful, even as a believer, you can allow that to jade your heart where you just begin not to love other people because of this lawlessness. You're not being lawless. But you're just saying, what's the point? These people are crazy. There's no hope for them. No, there is hope for them. Jesus died for them. Jesus paid the price for them. He loves them. And so the love of many will grow cold. Don't let your heart grow cold. Allow God to throw gasoline on the fire of your spirit and give you a love like you've never had before. And watch how He's going to use you. Verse 13 says, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. So that's us, us listening right now. If we endure to the end, what does that mean? We have endurance. We don't allow offense to take us out. We don't allow fear to come and trouble our hearts when we see these things, but we allow faith to rise up in us. We allow fire to burn through us. We allow God to come and touch us so we can tell a lost and dying world that they don't have to go to hell. Because 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid the price and he's coming soon. And now when you see these things and you're talking to people, you can start naming each thing and say, look, the Bible says this is going to happen and it's happening. The Bible says this is a sign of the last days and look, it's everywhere. And now you can allow that love for many to grow hot and not cold and you can endure to the end. And that, you know, one way I believe you can endure to the end is just being a soul winner because it keeps you on fire. It keeps you, it keeps your heart pure and, and on fire to love many. It keeps you uh, offense-free because you can't go out winning souls offended. I mean, you won't be successful. You, you'll, you'll, you'll fail miserably. It keeps you in that place of God, use me, and then you'll just, you, God begins to deal with your heart. And then verse 14, the Bible says, all the world, oh no, it says this, in the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. We're in that moment right there, guys. We live in a time, right now, you're listening to me by your cell phone, maybe your iPad, your, your laptop, whatever. You're listening to this message. This is a sign that the world is hearing the gospel through different means of technology. They didn't have TVs. They didn't have technology. They didn't have the internet. This is accelerating the preaching of the gospel to the end of the world. How much more once we reach some of these unreached places? Will the end come? We're at this moment, guys. We're at these final moments. So I want to give you five quick things to take away from this chapter of Matthew, verse chapter 24. Number one, allow God to give you an urgency for eternity. I've talked about that already. An urgency for eternity. Knowing that these things are taking place will give you an urgency to recognize that eternity is just that much closer. For many of us listening, I believe, this is my personal opinion, that we are the last generation to usher in Jesus. Many of us may not see death, but for those who we talk to, whether they see death or not, it, eternity is, is on the line. Some people need to hear the gospel now because there's a time on their life that they may not make it until Jesus returns. They, their life might be required of them. We have to have an urgency for eternity. When we're dealing with people, when we're talking to individuals, when we're uh, in, in church service even, understanding I need everything that this word says because I've got to get it all because there's an urgency for eternity and time is running out and I've got 
to tell somebody about Jesus. So number one, eternity, urgency for eternity. Number two, the signs of the times points to something, which I'd already talked about that. But I want to say this. Imagine if there was a disaster coming. Imagine if we lived in uh, one of the Caribbean islands because there was just an, uh, a hurricane in Puerto Rico. Imagine your neighbors and everybody does not have access to technology, but you do. And you're seeing that the hurricane is coming. And you're, you know it's coming, but everyone else is acting like it's not. And many of them are planning on taking a boat out into the water the day that it's supposed to hit. If you knew it was coming, shouldn't you tell them that it's coming? Shouldn't you warn them and say, look, there's a storm coming. You better prepare for it. I mean, anybody who cares about anyone at all would tell them. Well, how much more when we see the signs of Jesus coming, should we tell people who don't know that he's coming? We need to tell them. We need to have this urgency. And so the signs of the times will point to the, what's coming, which is the great judgment of God. It's on its way. But right now we're in the time of grace. We're in that time period where people can get saved and we need to tell them. So number two in understanding the times we're living in, that the signs of the times are pointing to something. And it's pointing to the return of Jesus, which is my point number three, the soon return of Jesus. We have to understand that we are at the point of the soon return of Jesus. As I read through Matthew 24, it's evident we live in those time periods. But I want to talk a little bit about rewind to the year 2020. When we were in that year, I mean, what did it show us? It showed us how much more close we really, really are to the return of Jesus. How much more close. There was a global shutdown, guys. I want you to think about that. A global, the world shut down. Pennsylvania didn't just shut down. Uh, Ohio didn't just shut get shut down. England didn't get shut down. The whole world got shut down. And so, never before has that ever happened. And then, you start seeing different talks and technologies of control over the world and how are we going to handle things and you know passports and all this different stuff that that is literally signs of the mark of the beast signs of the antichrist signs of a one world government signs of a one world even borderline one world religion at this point guys this is the soon return of jesus 2020 showed us that we literally are in the final seconds of time. How much more should we should we understand the time that we're living in? How much more should we go and share the gospel with somebody? You know, I always go out with this attitude. It helps me. It keeps me on fire when I go out to soul win again. When I go and do a training and I teach people or whatever. I even say this. I'm going out and I'm speaking to this person as if, the rapture is going to take place the minute they say amen. You have to go out with that because we understand what's going on. The more you understand about what's going on in the world, the more you care less about what you have on this side of eternity and you care more about the other side. And you you got to just you got to just say, "Lord, use me. Let him burn out the things that don't matter." And let the fire of God fall upon you because the sooner return of Jesus Christ is at hand. Number, oh, I'd also say this. Oh, I already said this. But the more frequent the signs, 
you see, the closer you are to them, the closer you are to your destination. So the more frequently you see the signs, the closer you are to your destination. Number four, the Bible says, now faith is. We need to take action. We must take action now. We must step out and share the gospel now. Because we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised. What if Jesus, the Bible says that he'll come like a thief in the night. What if he came tonight? What if he came right now? Would have would you have anybody to come with you to heaven? What if what if he came tonight? Is your workers at your workplace are they ready? Are they ready for Jesus? Is the people you go to school with are they ready? Do they know that he's coming? Maybe are you ready? Are you ready for Jesus? I mean, you have to ask yourself this and we need to start taking immediate action. See, many times people have say that's a great idea, you know, a lot of times I hear it, man, I really want to come out with you. And and it comes around and they don't show. Next time they see me, man, I really wanted to be there, but I'm going to come out next time. And they don't show. They don't take action. When we don't have time to not take action. We must take action now because now faith is. We must take action now because Jesus could come at any moment. He could come at any moment. And so we need to take action what can you do today to take action? Maybe today you can just start by telling people that Jesus loves them, like I mentioned earlier. You need to take action today. The problem with many believers is they're just sitting and waiting when they really need to take action upon the Word of God to put things into motion. How is the whole world going to hear the gospel and be a witness of it all and then the end will come? It's going to take people taking action. We need more people taking action on spreading the gospel. Jesus is waiting on the world to end. Or he's waiting on the, the word to, to go into the whole world and then the end will come. But it's, it, we can't rely on just the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers. We need every all hands on deck. We need people like you to go. And God has put the anointing upon your life. Come on somebody. He's put the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. There's a boldness that can rise up on the inside of you. And each one, reaching one, will bring in and usher in the return of Jesus. Each one taking their place in the army of God, saying, Yes, Lord, you can use me and watch what God will do. Take action today and watch what the Lord will do. Because you understand the times we're living in. And number five. I already said this, but it's worth making it a point. Treat each day like the rapture is about to happen. Treat each day like the rapture is going to happen today. That's, you know, the old saints, they used to say this, uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Why did they say Lord willing? Because they understood Jesus could come back before tomorrow came. And we need to readopt that attitude, that Lord willing Unless he, we'll see in the air. Because the rapture is about to take place, guys. 2 Corinthians 5.11. This is a great scripture for soul winning. The Bible says, Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. You know, many people say knowing, <laughs> they only use the love side. Knowing the love of God, we will persuade people. Yes, it's the love of God, the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. But on our end, knowing the terror of the Lord, knowing that one day the world will be judged. That's what that means. 
Not that we're afraid of God, but He's going to judge the world. And the sinners are already judged, but they don't have to be judged in the negative way. They can be judged in the positive when they get saved. But how will they know unless a preacher is sent? How will they know unless they hear the gospel? We must tell them. So knowing the terror of the Lord, knowing that He's coming soon, knowing that the rapture could take place at any moment, we persuade men to what? To get saved. We must persuade people. You know, many of you, you might be a good salesman. You can really persuade anybody to buy anything. Well, how about taking that skill or whatever and start persuading people to get saved? I mean, we should, sometimes I feel it in my spirit when I'm talking to people on the streets. I just know this could be their last time. You know, you just, sometimes you can pick that up in the spirit. This might be their last chance. And with some, it's like when they say no, you just kind of keep going because you're just planting that seed. But with others, you feel that, that this could be it. And I'm doing my best to persuade them through the word of God, through like just crying out saying, look, you don't want to go to hell. It's not worth it. Eternity's too long to be wrong. And you got to, sometimes you got to persuade people. You persuade them, not, not twist their arm and say this prayer or else, not like that, but you're persuading them because of the conviction in your heart, because you know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. So no matter how good this person may be, no matter what the, they're doing in their life, they need Jesus. He's the only way to heaven. And sometimes you got to take time with people and you got to persuade them knowing the terror of the Lord. What I want to ask you this. What if you knew that Jesus was coming in 24 hours? How, how would you live your life? How would you live your life if Jesus literally said, 24 hours from this moment right now, I'm coming back? I guarantee many of you guys would call your family. You would, you would do everything in your power to persuade them. Guys, Jesus is coming at 12... At, 12 o'clock tomorrow, whatever time it is, you got to get right with God. You know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, He's coming because He told you. You would act differently. Imagine if we would adopt this by understanding the time we live in, that, that we would act differently knowing that He could come at any moment, living our life that way. How do you get to that point? You, you start, you take action, and you understand the signs of the times. And then when God speaks to your heart, you go and tell them. You get When your church puts on an event, you show up and you go to soul winning. Why? Because you understand that knowing the terror of the Lord, I got to persuade people. Amen. And then it, God will take care of your family when you go after someone else's family. I talked about that in the earlier parts. And so I want to encourage each and every one of you. Today, this is heavy stuff, talking about a lot of some negative things. But this isn't a negative thing. This is a glorious thing. Because guess what? We are part of that last generation who gets to usher in the return of the king. Wow, what a what an amazing thing. We get to usher in the return of Jesus. And what greater reward can we give the Lord by having as many people possible there ready to greet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's why he came. That's why he died for people to get saved, for more children to be a part of the kingdom of God. Man, let's do everything in our power to share the gospel today. Come on, somebody. Who's going to do it with me? Who's going to say, yes, Lord, use me. Here I am, God. Send me. I believe you're part of that end time army. I'm here marching with you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast. 
Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to zanerministries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.